0: as you walk through the valley of the shadow of hell you will see through the fog a bend in reality a veil
1: that is beyond your own comprehension it's the other side beyond the void
0: What's up, guys, and welcome back to Beyond the Void
1: Horror Podcast.
0: That's right, it's episode 352, and today we are going to be talking about some sci fi films. That's right, we've switched things up from horror, and we're no longer going to do it. So, fuck all of you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, we just decided to do something different this month a little bit. Mix it up, travel the adjacent horror movies. Uh, you know, like the stuff that we like to watch on the side—that's a little, you know, genre heavy and uh, has some fun stuff in it. Plus, we got some some people like Tim Thomerson and fucking Rugger Hauer in these movies, so you should have a good time. Mm-hmm. These are Trancers from 1984, which you can watch on Tubi or Peacock, by the way.
1: And Crossworlds from 1996, which you can watch on Freevee. Or you can run it.
0: That's right. And and Trancers, I'm going to start doing this in the beginning a little bit just to give an idea what the movie's about. Trancers is a movie set in the future of a dystopian 2,224 where a man who is a cop or a trooper, as they call him now, is hunting down trancers, people who can look at someone and take over their bodies, basically turn them into kind of like weird zombies. I don't know what happens to them. I don't know if they go back to normal or... Nah. I don't know, but anyway, when one of this, when one of the transers is holding some of their ancestors hostage, he has to go down the line and chase the transer all the way back to nineteen eighty four.
1: Back to the future.
0: Yeah, Jack Death, he's out to save the future and fuck Helen Hunt. <laughs> So uh, we also have Crossworlds, which Rudger Hauer is in. He is sort of a character that is like a crossworlder. He is basically a man who is an agent like Jack Death. So these movies really fit together in some weird way. Did you notice that? Yeah, uh,
1: yeah, totally.
0: <laughs> so, like, there's this kid who has a father who was like this great agent for the cross worlds, these dimensional warriors, transdimensional warriors, like At Rudger Hauer plays, and he realizes by being thrown into many dimensions by Rudger Hauer and gang that he needs to save the world, but does he have the power like his father? is he a transdimensional person?
1: And Jack Black shows up.
0: Yeah, and, and the best thing about it is the, the villain, his only purpose is that he doesn't want more than one dimension. How
1: deep? That's so deep.
0: <laughs> what a fucking, like, M.O., you know? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Anyway, so it's some fun sci-fi for you. We're gonna have some good times. Oh, you can watch Crossworlds on Freevee, by the way, which is on Amazon and all these other places, wherever you can access Freevee. Um, but I, if you have Amazon Prime, you can just watch it on there. Even if you don't have an account, I think, or if you don't have a subscription,
1: it's and it's on the the smart TV apps,
0: right? Freevee, you know what it is. It's free. Get your Freevee on. It's V. Yeah, we're not sponsored by them. <laughs> anyway so yeah how are you doing christina what's going on with you
1: i'm okay how are you
0: <laughs> wow that sounds concerning <laughs> jesus oh. i'm i'm okay i've been through some shit
1: <laughs> pretty much uh
0: yeah well my family got robbed and uh, my whole house burned down
1: but you know things are going good that's not true alex is joking okay <laughs> Yeah.
0: <laughs> which is so funny isn't it
1: it's hilarious i started putting up christmas decorations slowly
0: yeah it looks good I mean, I mean, all Christmas looks trashy in a way. I love it, <laughs> but it's like it's like homey trashy. But I you go, know?
1: I go extra trashy.
0: <laughs> yeah, we we tie beer cans to all the tree and yeah. No, not really. <laughs> yeah, she got this little fucking tree this year, guys. Look, it's
1: not little. It's just a five foot. First tree. of all,
0: most people are gonna hear me us talk about Christmas, and they're gonna be like. They set their Christmas tree up already. It's
1: because I'm busy and I had time. Yeah,
0: it's true. That's why. It's true. We got a lot of work we've been doing. We kind of redoing the studio and stuff. Um, Shout out to Resolution 67, who's been a big part of that. Thank you very much. Um, We've been able to get a few things for the studio to kind of like get organized. (laughs) And like, you know, like I... like, I'm able to work at my desk a little bit longer. I'm able to get my movies in order. Everything's not a fucking mess anymore. I feel, like, revigorated. But, yeah. That's good. So, she's been doing the Christmas thing, and she bought the little tree. We thought She thought it was a little. big tree. She thought it was a big tree. No,
1: I didn't. It said five foot. It's a five-foot tree.
0: Right. Well, I, I didn't pay attention when she said that, apparently. So, when she put it up and set it up, I walked by, and I just kind of looked at it like, you fucking...
1: You look down on it. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds terrible.
0: It's a tree. I'm not talking about people, all right? I don't care if you're five foot tall. <laughs> what? Yeah, but if you're a Christmas tree, it's supposed to be over my head. You know what I mean? That's the way I look at it.
1: We don't have the space to have a big tree. we,
0: we did before. And Why don't we now? We have
1: two we have two trees. We got
0: Yeah, you threw one away.
1: Tree. It was old. It was falling apart.
0: That, was, that had memories, Christina. And it was, it
1: was too big for the room.
0: Anyway, yeah, she's right. But we still could have gotten a tall tree. This one, I, I was like, you have to put that up on something because I am not going to look down on that Christmas tree. And I tree.
1: did. And I did good job. And it job. looks better, doesn't it? It does look better. I did a good job. Thank you, me. Right. And I also we also have like a pencil tree, one of the tall, thin trees, so yeah. I put that one up, too. So, I mean, come on. It's fine. Yeah. It's Christmassy. You can't miss it. it yeah. Christmas just is puking all over the place. But we do
0: it in horror style, guys, so it's not like a, you know, we're not like, you know, decorating it up like Bing fucking Crosby over here, right? It's <laughs> like,
1: a white tree with yeah. black decorations.
0: Yeah, we hang like, like little like uh, horror stuff up on I, top of it and everything
1: and I just ordered a gremlin a little gizmo, gizmo is that little, his name
0: little gizmo yeah ornaments. or gremlin yeah gremlin well there's ornaments. gremlins and then there's mogwai
1: oh mogwai I ordered because a mogwai It's the fuzzy ones of <laughs> the mogwai it's the movie's called gremlins so that's Jesus what I'm going to say because people know that what are you, what are you fucking
0: like 15 you've never seen the movie before <laughs> Us old fucks should oh know that god. shit. Oh my god! I just as big as fucking gremlins was. People Christina, know
1: what I'm talking about. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what is it that the greens. Like oh, you gotta be more specific. It's yeah. not Baby Yoda. It's not like you're either
0: 80 or it's 15 years old. It's not Baby Yoda,
1: Yoda. It's what the fuck is Baby Yoda? Shit, Yoda's even 15
0: year olds know better than that nowadays because everybody shares gremlins. They have
1: gremlins well, or gizmos or wog why. <laughs>
0: The show and everything is called Gremlins. Which is why I use Gremlins. Well, the the show is actually called Gremlins. uh, Is called Gizmo, isn't it? Or something? Yeah. Or Mogwai. Secret of the Mogwai.
1: See? See, now you're just making it more complicated. I could have just used Gremlins. People know what I'm talking about.
0: Anyway, there's some things that are coming out in the theaters and soon and the future after that. First of all, we got Thanksgiving finally coming out, which I'm going to be going to the theater by myself in. A driverless car. Waymo. Yeah, which I'm a little freaked out. (laughs) But I'm a little excited about it, too, because I can't wait to die.
1: You need to remember to tell them about it. I just wanted to,
0: like, go something to go wrong. Like, I spill my (laughs) drink on the console, and then all of a sudden it darts. Like, ever see Child's Play when the lady's in the car and she's like, oh, this is fun? (laughs) Do you see the Child's Play remake where the old lady? Oh, yeah, yeah. She finally gets in the fucking car and gets, oh, yeah, the neighbor that has that, they unwrap the head right that's like a turkey or some shit right (laughs)
1: Uh, you want that to happen to you
0: yeah i want that to happen (laughs) so (laughs) you know it
1: actually might because the road you're going down has a lot of construction and i know those driverless cars they don't really do well in construction so you don't know you might die
0: i told patrick i was like hey i want to go see thanksgiving do you want to go or thanksgiving why do we keep saying thanksgiving
1: thanksgiving is awesome it's the best name
0: they really did take the best name yeah they did um not the best movie but still pretty damn good for a for Indy right but uh Thanksgiving I was like hey Patrick do you want to go see Thanksgiving as our episode and I was like you know what it's probably better I do it for an episode on YouTube anyway because he was like I don't know man you know kids and stuff and I was like all right cool I'm just gonna go by myself (laughs) so we'll do these two movies and then and then he hit me up the next day and he was like hey why don't we just see Thanksgiving together and I was like too late buddy too late (laughs) I've already gotten the ticket for myself and I'm, I'm going by myself <laughs> so, Murray, that's it, buddy. That's all you get. All right. So we give him treats every time we come into our studio to keep him busy, so he won't freak out. And then he he eats them up in like two minutes, and then looks at us and whines for like fucking twenty minutes.
1: Right now he's having problems with one of the treats. He can't get it out of the. Oh,
0: so now he's like frustrated.
1: The toy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's frustrated. Where's right the now. treats? You're supposed to just give it to me, you dumb
0: bitch. I'm not supposed to work for yeah. this shit. I'm just... i supposed to look at you, and you give it to me, you <laughs> stupid bitch. <laughs> anyway. Um, also, we got some other movies that are coming up in the near future, so probably next year. Um,
1: oh, uh, It Follows is getting a sequel.
0: That's right. They Follow. They
1: follows. Do you think it will be about STDs still? Do you I, think it'll be more, a little bit more prominent?
0: All I know is that some sequels get a little too fucking crazy and try to, like... T- turn their movies into Christine again for some reason. And I don't think they need to do anything crazy like that. They just need to keep it simple. Like, I had the idea that if there was a Blob sequel, that you don't really change too much. You just make their, like, something different about the Blob. It's in the future.
1: It's mutated.
0: Right. That's what I'm saying. It's not necessarily mutated, but, like, there's more of them. So that's what I think is going to happen with this one.
1: There's going to be more STDs. (laughs) (laughs) The STDs have mutated. It's the fucking (laughs) cockocalypse. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Everybody's wearing condoms on their head and shit. Like it I don't gives
1: know. you a, vagi- a vagina dentata. Yeah, how
0: are they gonna spin this? Is it gonna be like an orgy party
1: or something Ew, like that? No, it was hinted at. Come on, it was. It was I know, a but it was like thing. Uh,
0: that kind of changes it, right? Like you know, like I know that there's like this like cool idea inside of this sort of sort of um, you know mirror of like how sex is treated and shit like that. But how do you turn that into like? widespread you know what I mean they'll like, do
1: it it was a very artistic movie
0: right like that's why head. I say it like I mean grab a few fucking old couple like a grab like a bunch of old couples they throw their keys in the fucking jar everybody's porking each other there's and like, upside
1: down pineapples yeah they're, <laughs> they have loofahs on their cars everybody's
0: scissoring and fucking sloshing about in this fucking room and then they're like oh, oh no the stigma of being sexually uh, proactive <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it's like OnlyFans and everybody's like, like you know, oh, they're coming to get you online. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like there's some stigma with that, you know, because that's a stigma. I mean, that's what this is about, right? It's about losing your virginity and about like sex in general and like as an, as a, as a, as an adolescent, right? Wasn't the first one?
1: No, he had to give something to her in order for him not to die.
0: Right. Because society or something, it was like this pressure of society, right? Like, that's what I'm talking about, the metaphor that was in the first movie. There's a
1: lot of metaphors in Right, movie. well, I don't
0: know exactly what it is, but I'm just saying, like, what would be the second one, you know? Oh, like, I have no idea. Would it be a stigma about some other sexual thing, you know? like
1: it's going to be, like, a 10-year gap.
0: Maybe they'll just turn it into, between
1: like, the rabid or whatever. Between the movie and the second movie. Not
0: rabid, what's the other one? The uh, other... Cronenberg flick that was not Rabid, the other one where they all fuck each other to death. Remember?
1: I don't know.
0: No. <laughs> you always forget that one. I don't know why I do too. Anyway. Also, we got a Poltergeist TV series in early development, which I think that means that they're not going to be doing the movie, right? Because that, or are they going to be doing both? Because I had heard the movie when we did the Poltergeist movie, we had heard that they were going to be doing it. Remember?
1: Right. You know, there was a Poltergeist show In the late 80s, 90s, right? Not that.
0: That has nothing to do with it, though. That's completely... Yeah, well,
1: I know that, duh. I'm just saying there's already been a show.
0: Yeah, but it wasn't about this. Like, it's supposed to be about this. I don't know what... What do
1: you mean this? It's the same premise. No,
0: Poltergeist Legacy was about Poltergeist in general. I don't think it had anything to do with the movie whatsoever
1: what's poltergeist legacy was that the show
0: yeah that's the show that you're talking about oh okay i don't think it had anything to do with it i never watch it so i have no idea yeah
1: i don't know either but i'm pretty sure it has
0: nothing to do with the movie this is supposed to be like the movie kind of like how they did the haunted house
1: the first movie like the original movie or like the remake of the movie
0: I'm just gonna stare blankly at you and wonder why why you are not
1: <laughs> I can't ask questions. Uh, you can ask questions. Maybe this is why I don't talk.
0: Let's make some critical connections here though. Like right.
1: How is that not a critical connection? Poltergeist you just said,
0: the movie, Christina. I just
1: tried talking to saying You literally about the ju- other TV show. All right, all right. And
0: Poltergeist the movie, Christina. They're going to be making a TV series got, based off the first fucking movie.
1: I got it, but there was a remake.
0: Why would they pick the remake that was totally unsuccessful?
1: I don't know. That's uh, Why would they make a TV show? Hey guys, let's, <laughs> Alex, why would they make a Christina, TV show? You
0: are... I'm,
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm asking legitimate questions.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think it's a legit. No, Christina, they're not going to do the remake. They should because put that me would in be a studio. dumb idea. They should
1: put me in the studio because someone needs to be asking these yeah. questions to these no. people. No, if
0: they put you in the studio, we would have them make a TV series based on the fucking remake there that were... nobody likes.
1: No, I I didn't say I liked it. I didn't say I wanted it based on the fucking remake. Well, you're just I was eating. asking because you said you, I brought up the original TV show. Sacrilegious. You were giving me shit about it. So then you said it was about the movie and then I said which movie?
0: So I hope you guys are having a wonderful holiday season.
1: (laughs) Jesus. I'm allowed to ask questions. I just
0: it's so like it just upsets me that you would even consider that. Like, I don't know why, because I love Poltergeist the movie so much. We literally just did an entire episode jerking off to the fucking movie, and how dare you bring up the fucking reason. If you
1: liked it so much, why didn't you watch the T V show?
0: The TV show has nothing to do with it. Just as the Friday the Thirteenth series has
1: nothing to do with Jason. But you watch the Friday the Thirteenth series, and you own it.
0: Oh my God, you're driving me crazy! <laughs> All right,
1: podcast over. <laughs> well, we will probably watch this series once it gets released on. I don't know. Amazon. Maybe I'm
0: maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the series did have something to do with Poltergeist But from what I remember, it doesn't. And we're now we're going to look it up. <laughs>
1: so alex
0: no hold on hold on okay so this is what i looked up everybody i had a little quick little jaunt down let's take a look down the fucking wikipedia (laughs) despite bearing the poltergeist name the only connection between the show and poltergeist trilogy is the concept of legacy which helped retrieve carol ann in the first film
1: oh oh so so it is related to the movie
0: Despite bearing the name, the only connection between the show and the Poltergeist trilogy is the concept of the legacy, which helped retrieve Carol Ann from the first film. What is the legacy?
1: Oh, the way they they retrieved her. The thing. That thing. The Poltergeist. And how they retrieved her. You know, the lady. It's probably like the way they, they retrieved Carol Ann. You know, through the nothing. The other side. The upside down
0: oh so yeah so they just use some of the same lore the same rule set but nothing else
1: right so it's related
0: <sighs> all right i'm gonna
1: go load a shot you could say the instead of that you could just you know the anyway
0: magic words. there's the tv show uh good luck on what it's about i was gonna tell you but too late now anyway i think it might be that
1: time <laughs> what time horse shots
0: All right, guys. So now we decided to do a shot based around the movie Trancers from 1984. In fact, we're doing a Jack Death. That's right. Jack Death is the main character, Trancers. He's kind of a badass. You know what I mean? He's okay. your typical Male. 2,224 acting like he's from 1976. and how he sleazes his way around women in a way although he's not really sleazy you know, it's just that trope that they used to have in the 80s where he would be the sort of masculine hero. And uh, he, he's still kind of a badass, in my opinion. So I don't I don't really care.
1: So what's in a Jack Death, Alex?
0: So in a Jack Death, we decided to do a couple of things. And I think it was because, like, there were, were they drinking coffee in the movie? I can't even remember. Yes. Yes,
1: at the beginning.
0: He drank coffee in the very beginning. And it was, like, real coffee. And she was like, you're going to have to pay extra for that. And he's like, I deserve it. And then he's like, "And I want some of that real cream, not none of that synthetic bullshit." And she's like, "Coming right up
1: from the right, straight from the cow."
0: Yeah, straight from the cows' cheat. straight from the the seventh udder of the cow that's been
1: <laughs> mutated Mut- into a frog. Yeah, cow.
0: It doesn't even have a brain anymore. It's just a bunch of sack squirting Ew. milk out of it. You know, in the future, you know, because we're humane that's in the future. Anyway, so we got three ingredients, right? Two. Okay. Why don't you tell us, Christina?
1: Okay. We have a quarter shot of 99 Espresso, and the rest is Jack Daniels, because you know, Jack That's Death. That's
0: correct. Jack yeah. Death. Which I think is a pretty apropos shot, so uh, don't smell it yet, oh, goddammit. I it. smelled it. I'm not going to smell it.
1: We're going to okay. try it. All right, cheers. Cheers. Woo. You know
0: what's kind of oddly good that's I wild i like the little
1: ting of the the espresso that's actually
0: i was not expecting that to taste good at all
1: you know what would be good in that rum chata
0: mm-hmm. yeah i mean you could you could do that but it'd probably curdle because of the 99
1: we got poured in there right before i honestly think
0: cute. that that's not a bad shot like that mm. is that's good. literally an eight out of ten I would give that an 8 out of 10. We should start scoring these.
1: We should. We should score them.
0: Yeah, 8 out of 10, guys. Like, I really genuinely like the taste of that. Like, the coffee goes well with the Jack, and it it kind of blended together really well, which surprised me a little bit. Like, I was not expecting that to go that way. But, I mean, Jack does work in coffee, but, you know, 99 isn't exactly fucking coffee. You know what I mean? So, But it does have a heavy sort of espresso bean kind of flavor to it, so it's good. But yeah, if you would like to try a Jack death, all you have to do is go to longlivethevoid.com and check out our hashtag horror shot section. Now, that's it for horror shots. All right, guys, so we're going to jump into our flesh and potatoes of our sci-fi extravaganza of trancers from 1984 and
1: cross worlds from 1996.
0: And we're going to go ahead and do that right now. All right, Christina go ahead and kick it off with trancers
1: trancers was released February 1st 1985 a gruff bounty hunter travels back in time to the 1980s Los Angeles to stop a twisted criminal who can transform people into zombie like creatures tagline is Jack death is back and he's never even been here before
0: I was going to say I was like did you do the sequel? <laughs> <laughs> no. But it makes sense, you know, yeah. because they're they're borrowing from everything from 1984 before.
1: Okay, this was directed by Charles Band. He did a movie. Owner. Lot owner. You want to explain who Yeah, he
0: is? I was going to say, you probably don't know as much as I do, but Charles Band is the owner and runner of Full Moon Entertainment, which was originally Empire, where his partners and him developed a lot of films, including, like, Ghoulies and Trancers and everything. And those movies became part of the Full Moon catalog you know, robot jocks, arena, things like that, that were like underground. He's kind of like, um, how would you call him? Kind of like a Roger Corman of sorts, but uh, for the more like the release age, because Roger Corman goes pretty far back too, and probably before Charles Band does. Um, But Roger Corman did a lot of like movies that were like, you know, low budget films that they would just pump out to exploit other films. You know what I mean? And they kind of did the same thing, but they, they were a little bit more original you know what i mean so charles band he he directed a, a, quite a few of those films too
1: like parasite dollman versus De- demonic toys which tim blood-
0: thomerson from transfers is in that he's in dollman he, he is dollman
1: a uh, blood dolls the ginger dead man from 2005 evil bong yeah cuz he directed ginger dead man evil bong puppet master x axis rising and Ginger Dead Man versus Evil Bog. The writers on this film are Danny Bilson and Paul DeMail. Uh, they both did the Flash TV series from the 90s and the Sentinel series from the 90s. Uh, the Rocketeer, 1991, Zone Troopers, which we have on VHS. It's
0: which from... has that guy in it. What's his name? Uh, yeah, which is down Art here, Lafleur. and I'll say yeah. that
1: because it's in here. Um, and then, uh, yes, and it stars tim thomerson who plays jack death he was in near dark fade to black from 1980 you have zone troopers a rat boy which we've recently watched oh that's
0: right he was at the party
1: yeah and like you said he was he was doll man uh, and doll man in bad channels
0: cherry 2000 baby that's a great one he
1: was also in fear and loathing in las vegas unseen evil and evil bong
0: bad channels did you say that one? Yeah, I did. Bad Channels he is, a, is, is a really good Full child. Moon one. It's one of those like musical ones where they had like a band play some music, and uh, there was like two songs on there I absolutely loved mm-hmm. when I was younger. Anyway,
1: and we have Helen Hunt who plays Lena. And of course, she was in Twister and As Good as It Gets, Mad About You TV show. I know we're from Peggy Sue Got Married from 1996.
0: Mad About You was her big thing, though. Yeah, that
1: was the big one. Uh, she was also in Castaway.
0: Yeah, she was the wife, right?
1: Right, and you know, she's been in a shit ton of stuff because she's Helen Hunt. Um, we have Michael Stefani, who plays Whistler.
0: Or Weisler.
1: Oh yeah, Detective Weisling.
0: Yeah, it's Wisler, I think.
1: Oh, uh, he was in the Mission Impossible TV series from the 60s, and a show called The Young Marrieds. Uh, we have Art LaFleur, who plays McNulty. He was in The Blob, Cobra. Ribbed. Ace Ventura, <laughs> Pet Detective Junior.
0: Do you guys know what I'm talking about? No. In The Blob, 1988, which I'll be doing a review of here soon. He, uh, He's the fucking pharmacist who, Meg, the girl that's in the movie by Shawnee, Shawnee, who is the main girl in the movie. Uh, she goes on a date with that one kid from the football team and he comes over and his buddy had told him that he wouldn't get condoms but he was getting condoms for himself so he put all the weight on that other kid and then he shows up to pick up Meg and the dad's like oh hi nice to ribbed (laughs) anyway
1: we have Thelma Hawkins who plays Engineer Reigns. She was the mom in Family Matters. That's where I knew her from. I could have sworn. I almost thought she was from Star Trek. I don't know why. She was also in The Love Guru and... The (laughs) The Love Guru, Jesus Christ. (laughs) And uh, The Matrix Resurrections from 2021.
0: I think The Love Guru is like one of the last movies that ever tried to like act like something else. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, they were like, oh yeah, we can't do that anymore. Mm -hmm. So anyway...
1: We also have Richard Hurd, who plays Chairman Spencer. He was in Get Out. He and he was in Schizoid, nineteen eighties. And he's been in a bunch of a bunch of TV shows. Okay. Uh the budget on this film, it said it was four hundred thousand dollars.
0: Oof.
1: Yeah, and that's all I have. That's all I could find. And what do you think of Trancers, Alex? Um.
0: So yeah, I really enjoyed this film. I thought it was a lot of fun. Actually, there's some slow parts towards the end. You know, it's very valid criticisms of anybody who wants to say that towards the end, but a lot of movies kind of tend to to flail the last 10, 15 minutes because it's like, eh... It's never as sudden as all that you just kind of see it coming from a mile away and then it plays out in some specific way. And then you try to, you know, but at the beginning of this movie and everything about it, it's so low budget and so like creative. Like, I, I really loved the opening scene of this movie. It's like set in a futuristic world where it looks very similar to like a I don't know, kind of like uh, Fallout would look like in the future, but like with the style of Blade Runner, you know what I mean? So a lot of the style and the and the like outfits and stuff like that. Everybody's wearing like extremely big shoulder pads, <laughs> which I love because those were big in the '80s, right?
1: And they never came back,
0: right? And then they they make him wear them in the future, which I think I think in the future, I'll bet you that shit comes back. I'm waiting. Yeah, I, I betcha, love it. I bet you does because I loved his jacket in this movie. Yeah, totally. Uh He wears like a thin tie and a jacket, totally eighties. But they make it look, you know, it's supposedly the future, like
1: a trench coat thing. Yeah,
0: everything in this movie is totally eighties. So that's what I also love about it. There is, you know, these transfer-like creatures that like they basically turn into fucking crackheads, like fucking. <laughs> <laughs> they, they turn into basically like Dave Chappelle crackheads. <laughs> <laughs> And it's really fucked up. Like, but it looks cool. It's like enough. It's like not too much where it makes them, you know, look stupid. But it also is enough to kind of make them. So I would, I would love to see a whole movie based on those transers in the future. Mm -hmm. But you know, they didn't have the budget for all of that, so they have to go back in time. You know, it's a time travel movie, and they have different rules for this version's time travel that that don't make a lot of sense. Had a lot of holes. Yeah, there was a little few holes in the plot, but. let's just say aesthetically it's like dead on ass like fucking point you know it's like really fun and I uh, you know he he's like having to go back to save everybody because the transfer is going back to to kill the ancestors of all this like secret council that looks a hell of a lot like Bill and Ted before Bill and Ted existed. And I seriously, genuinely wonder if Bill and Ted got the futuristic idea of, of the council from this movie. Totally, did. the seats even look the same, dude. <laughs> we were making jokes about Bill and Ted throughout the whole fucking movie, dude. Yeah. Well, for at least the first half. I don't know. It was fun. Before it started
1: slowing down.
0: It's one of those movies, though. It's like, yeah, you're kind of making jokes at it because it's kind of silly. But Tim Thomerson's performance in it is really good. And actually, surprisingly, Helen Hunt is a lot of fun. You know, she's kind of upbeat. She's this punk girl, you know, but she doesn't, you know, you wouldn't think of Helen Hunt as a punk girl, but she plays a decent one in this one. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And uh, yeah, it's it's got some sexual jokes and some romance thrown in there, sure. But there's a lot of like deaths and weird transfer people turning into transfer people right in front of you. And it's just kind of cool. I really like the jokes, the one-liners, the aesthetic of everything, the idea of like them going back and forth to the future. And then the very obvious thing happens at the very end. But you know, it's just, it's just a nice movie, and they made seven of these fucking films, which I don't think I saw more than three, to be honest with you. I might have seen four, mm-hmm. but I would be very curious who's seen all seven of these movies. But you can if you go to fullmoon.com and check out their digital online. You have to actually subscribe to their service on their site. Mm -hmm. And then I think you can stream it to the TV from your phone.
1: Oh, I see. I'm not
0: 100% sure. I think they might have had an app on the phone and then you could stream it from there. Okay. It's been a while. Like I said, I got the Full Moon access pass for a year just so I could get the fucking box set at of Puppet Master
1: right which is it's a
0: great deal I mean really genuinely you pay 60 bucks and you get a 120 dollar item go for it dude (laughs) Mm -hmm. they even have some Jess Franco movies in there so if you're ever interested in doing that and I seriously didn't get paid by them to do it not a big fan of their service to be honest it's a little lackluster but they do have some stuff in there from other places and stuff so it's not just a barren wasteland of only full moon You know, and there's a lot of stuff that you probably haven't seen in a long time, too, including highly sexual stuff. (laughs) Like, so it's like a sleaze exploitation stuff in there. Uh, But, yeah, I would say overall, Trancers 1984 is like a 7 or a 7.5. It's one of those movies I will definitely pop on again. Might not be every year. But I'll just get a craving for it. You know, whenever I'm looking for that detective in the future, noir-style, futuristic, you know, transfer, travel, time travel movie that's trying to be Blade Runner and Terminator all wrapped up into one cheesy fucking movie. Mm-hmm. So, Christina, what do you think?
1: I am so surprised how much I enjoyed this movie. We
0: both were. We were really having a good time watching this.
1: I'd never even heard of this movie before. You said you saw it as a kid or something? Yeah, my dad
0: had it on beta, or I think beta.
1: Right.
0: And then he even had the sequels, uh, two of the sequels, and I just used to watch the first one a lot.
1: Also, this is a really unexpected Christmas movie. This is a Christmas movie. Good call. Yeah, but I really enjoyed watching it, even though... I had no idea what was fucking going on. I had no idea what a fucking tracer is. It took us a while to figure it out, really. Well, and they never really explained anything, which is fine.
0: To be honest, just to to give some clarity here, all I know is that some people have the power to transfer their brain into other people. I don't know why but that's
1: what a dream we don't know why we don't know how but it's okay (laughs) because it was worth not knowing and usually that shit annoys me but this time it did not
0: right
1: but they did have those those tropes those falling in love because there's a woman there so the woman of course she has to fall in love with the hero i'm saying that in quotations the hero of the movie and then like you said the ending was really slow and the ending was really lacking but I did. I loved how it jumped right into it from the beginning with like no explanations. Uh, the style was really cool. The set design was really cool. Like you said, it was like Blade Runner. Right. I thought some of the futuristic uh, trooper outfits looked like Star Wars outfits. Uh, we compared it to Bill and Ted. I also was thinking of Wizard of Oz, but I mean, that's like the first movie ever almost. So. Right. But it also had this premise of quantum leap. Oh yeah, true. But I think this is pre
0: quantum leap, by the way. Yeah, it is. Yeah,
1: it is. But uh, one of my favorite parts was in a punk bar. There were eighty punk rockers in there, and you could tell that they were like real (laughs) punk rockers. Except with wigs. no, 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 they mixed in real punk rockers with like. Act like backstage actor punk rockers who they put in wigs. It was pretty funny.
0: Which, by the way, the band is singing Christmas punk songs.
1: Yep, in the bar. So there is
0: multiple. There's Christmas Santas. There's Christmas punk songs. This is definitely a Christmas movie. So if you ever want to add it to your list for Christmas movies, it's great. there you go.
1: The dialogue was really witty. I just really liked it. I'm I I was expecting not to like this at all because I had never heard of it. It's an '80s movie. Usually the '80s movie that Alex picks annoys the crap out of me. But it was okay. I gave it a seven out of ten too.
0: Okay. Yeah, and and we got it on four K too. And let me tell you, it's got it really looks good on four K. Now I don't know how well Full Moon does, you know, transfers. I haven't really dug deep into seeing other versions of their stuff um, or have a comparison or whatever. But it did look pretty good on this one. I actually really like it. It was these both these movies this month were given to us by resolution 67 by the way thank you thank you very much for donating to the podcast and uh or the youtube which we're gonna have a lot more but
1: do you want to watch the sequels in the future
0: yeah probably but i don't know how i would do it you know i I don't know because like i feel like We can just
1: watch them on our own.
0: Right. And if they're good, then maybe we'll do them for a podcast or something like that. Yeah, because I feel like they're going to go downhill pretty quick.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, Helen Hunt was in in them up until the third one.
0: That's what I thought. Yeah, because I remember, like I said, I remember watching up to the third one and then there was like a really big shift in the fourth one. There's also a really big shift in the second one, too, Mm -hmm. because there's no more futuristic stuff. And I think most of the people... Love that aesthetic of the future that they had in this movie. Right. And I think that's something that's, you know, something that's really interesting about the 80s and why I think I like it so much is that we had all these different, like, companies that were trying to exploit the mainstream. Right. And because of that, we would get these weird amalgamations, this, like, sort of, like, alchemy of fucking ideas in a movie that sometimes would make some sort of alchemical magic you know what I mean, mm-hmm. and it, it was it was actually pretty cool. You know, like like I said, we we got um, we got stuff that's like you know travel time traveling in here. We got the Terminator. We got um, just a ton of stuff, a ton of different ideas thrown into one movie. And I think that I think that's why the eighties are so different than today because they had budgets back then to be able to exploit it. People were willing to put the money in to exploit films. And do it on a budget and and make these f- fucking wild-ass movies. Today, like, I'm sure we have the people that do it, but it's there's there's a lot of corners that are cut. Like, people don't spend time on the, like, set dressings and, like, you know, all that stuff. Like
1: It's all CGI, that's why. That's what
0: I mean. Like, a lot of it is. So, mm-hmm. anyway, I do have a little bit of trivia on this one, so we'll go ahead and jump into that. If you want to check this one out, go ahead and pop it up on YouTube. Oh, go ahead and pop it up on Tubi or Peacock if you want to watch it. Peacock probably has the better version. Also, you can pick it up for Full Moon for 4K like I did. It's got quite a bit of extras on it that are good, and I I'm, I didn't really get a chance to sit down and watch them because we've been rushing around today. But uh, it is definitely a good-looking copy. So if you are a big fan, I would highly recommend it. But if you don't want anything spoiled, here's your warning. So this movie has an 83%, but only on six critics have actually rated it. Like, <laughs> official critics. Right. Uh, 83% seems pretty high for this movie, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
1: Uh,
0: I think most people are pretty critical on <laughs> any movie, so it's like, I would think that this would probably land somewhere at a, like, six or lower. Mm-hmm. But especially in nowadays crowd, like, I don't think anybody, mm-hmm. you know... But the idea of the film technically came from the producer's admiration of Humphrey Bogart. That's why they did that whole sort of noir style, futuristic noir style, because, you know, he's traveling back in time and the dame needs help. And, you know, it's stupid shit.
1: That's stupid shit.
0: But, you know, that's how it was, you know? Like, I'm not saying Humphrey Bogart did nothing but film, you know, that noir shit. I'm
1: glad it's, it's not really like that anymore. Like, women can just stand alone. They don't need a man there to... Oh. In mean, movie... In movie... I wasn't trying wise. to go there,
0: but okay. I'm just
1: saying in movie terms, you know?
0: I, I know. Go ahead.
1: no (laughs) what do you mean you're fucking well you were just saying well i didn't mean to go there that's why i shut up i'm saying in movie terms because of movies like this even in the next movie every woman who's in the movie either has to fall in love with the mm -hmm. guy or the guy has to save her. i don't know i see a lot women can stand women stand alone in movies there was a
0: big movement for women in the 80s that were trying to push it just like there was somewhat of a
1: Yeah, you're right, but there was still a man who had to be there.
0: Sure, but there was a lot of pushback in the writing, in other words. And what I'm saying is, is that back then in the 80s, there would always be the dominant female who would always... The joke would be, don't treat me like a woman, I can do it. And they do it in this movie. In fact, they do it in a way that where Jack, he says, I was going to use... He's like, I used my old lady as as bait and she died. And then he uses her as bait. Right. And she's happy about it.
1: <laughs> right. Which is really weird. And then she falls in love with him because right. that's what happens.
0: Right, because he treated her like shit. He put her up to get <laughs> yeah, killed. Yeah,
1: exactly. Right. Oh, I love you. She's
0: like, "Thanks for saving me, big boy." Anyway, it doesn't bother me that much because I just look at it as Because
1: a... you're a man. No, I,
0: I get it, but it's like an era that's like totally oh, so yeah, much different. Oh, yeah, and I know. I
1: understand that. And that I was just making the comparison to now that they don't make movies like that anymore. Sure, of course they, they don't. they don't need, like, yeah, it's, things have changed, goddammit.
0: Are we, are we good now? Yeah, we're good. <laughs> you know I'm supportive of that shit, so I don't know why. Anyway, the idea of the the film, there was a Biff Maynard. Who is that in the movie?
1: I don't know. There's a lot of people in this movie.
0: Oh, he was Hap Ashby. He was the guy at the end of the movie who was like following around the drunk guy that they like help.
1: Oh, the baseball player. Right. The The baseball bum.
0: Right. I got confused by that because like Tim Thomerson's character, Jack Death, comes back as a football as a a baseball player that looks very similar to him in a way because they both have mustaches. But I guess that's just a thing of the times.
1: But He didn't come back as the guy in the card. He was looking for the guy in the card.
0: I thought he came back as his ancestor.
1: No, but that wasn't his ancestor. The baseball player wasn't his ancestor.
0: Okay. Well, I, I was confused by that. I don't, I don't know. I guess he looks exactly like him back in the day. Didn't make sense to me anyway.
1: They didn't even show a picture of the guy that he body he yeah, jumped into.
0: Their time travel was you could go back into somebody else's body.
1: As long as it was an ancestor. Why
0: would he look exactly like Jack Death 300 years into the future? (laughs) Biff Maynard, who was the character who played the drunk bum, was actually drunk while playing Hap Ashby. (laughs) And Tim Thomerson had to literally manhandle Biff because he had no idea what he was supposed to be doing or where to go. So that's not even acting, by the way.
1: That's great. When he
0: was like, hey, manhandling him and pushing him around.
1: It was for real. It
0: was for real, yeah. This movie's intro and Future Escapes as I was talking about how the aesthetics of it look and, you know, it kind of b- borrows itself to Blade Runner. Mm-hmm. Jack Death's car is a 1955 Mercury Montclair that was heavily modified by Gene Winfield who built the spinners and full-size cars for... Blade Runner? Yes.
1: Oh, nice. So
0: that was two years before.
1: So you called it.
0: Yeah. No, I mean... it. It just looks like it. I mean, look at it. There's no, right. Blade Runner is one of the biggest futuristic, you know, Red, movies films. ever made. Right. So, like, we don't really get that many futuristic movies like that, which I, I really like to see it. Mm-hmm. Tim Thomerson apparently had personally recommended both Helen Hunt and Biff Mannard, Mannard uh, to the filmmakers. So,
1: good choice. Yeah.
0: Well, Biff, obviously didn't know what the fuck he was doing so that's probably why he was pushing him around because he was like dude what the fuck are you doing to me right now
1: i liked it i thought it was silly it works
0: it really does work but i please don't drink on set (laughs) neil gaiman actually is a big fan of this movie by the way
1: oh i like his work
0: yeah he said this was uh one of he said it was funny comic book and fun i enjoyed it immensely Mm -hmm. so oh is this time to play I'll, i'll just wait Christine is going to play with the no, dog for a little he's... bit while we uh, take this little break. Just let me put some music on. Okay, Dude, I so... was
1: calming him down. Jesus Christ. <laughs>
0: okay. Anyway, so what are what are some things uh, about this movie that you really liked? Is there some scenes and things that you want to talk about? Yes,
1: in the beginning, well, not the beginning, but in, but when he goes back in time to 1984 or whatever. Uh, so Helen Hunt is a photographer at a Santa village thing in the mall yeah. she's with a she mall
0: Santa camera photographer yeah
1: so Santa ends up being a tracer
0: a trancer, a
1: trancer. <laughs>
0: he's called them say, tracers I don't I know, know why she so said why. that the whole time a
1: trancer he ends up being a trancer so he attacks Jack Death and they get a fight it was really funny so he, they get in a fight and so the mama s- Santa what's her name Miss, Mrs. Claus yeah. <laughs> sorry Mrs. Claus gets on the phone and no, she's she gets like on the, on the fucking security. radio yeah. she gets on to security she's like security we got trouble at the North Pole ah! I don't know why that made me laugh it was, so hard dude
0: we, there were so many times they said so many dumb yeah. things and it was then, funny
1: and then the security shows up and like the the Santa he, or Jack Death shoots Santa so Santa gets shot and then the kid <laughs> the the kids like to his mom he's like he shot Santa Claus yeah can <laughs> you That's, imagine yeah, oh my god <laughs> it was just so funny Jack
0: <laughs> you, you, how do you explain that to your fucking therapist you know what I mean like, <laughs> so when I was younger there was this guy from the future
1: and he turned and then Santa turned into a zombie
0: See, he possessed the body of this guy and then like he was like banging this chick the night before but it wasn't really him it was this other guy and then that guy got put on hold while Jack Death inserted himself in the guy's brain cause he and, was this Ancestor. And so there's this other guy who is from the future who's Whistler, not the guy from the. Blade. Or Resident Resident Evil. Evil, Which, yeah, we've had a lot of Whistlers. The only. I, I compare it to the Resident Evil because. He's the villain in The Resident Evil. Oh. And he's a v- villain in this movie, but anyway. And
1: Whistler and Blade is actually he helps Blade.
0: See, that guy was going in there and then he shot like Santa and so I don't know if I'm supposed to be upset because Santa is actually dead or it was another man or there was a third person inside of him. I'm really confused. I think I'm part Santa. <laughs> <laughs> anyway,
1: what was one of your favorite scenes?
0: Oh, there's there's quite a few, actually. I, a lot of the beginning was really fun. I like the McNulty character always fucking with Jack Death because, like... He's there's a lot of tropes in this, like from so many different movies. You know what I mean? There's always the chief that's up the ass of the guy who does all the really good work, but he gets his hands dirty too, too much and causes too many problems. So the chief is always up his ass to like. And it's even like
1: that in the future. Yeah,
0: it's even like that in the future. (laughs) And they even have diners in the future where they wear old school outfits like they did in the 1940s for some reason. I don't know why. I guess the, you know, the the, the styles go back around after a while. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I thought that the, the, the between them, it was kind of funny. There was a couple of jokes in between them that were pretty bad. Jack Death has some pretty uh, interesting jokes that he did. What did he say? He said uh, he has that watch. That stops. She gives time. him the watch, and it's like a one, it's called a long minute. You'll get a long minute. And he's like, What is that? And she's like, Oh, it's, it'll basically stop time. It'll seem like time has existed for a lot longer while for for you than it will for everybody else you'll move really fast etc and he's like boy i could have used that on our last date <laughs> i was like what
1: what's good with that dialogue though it's just it they don't like dwell on it it's not immature it's just really blunt it's just one line that's just
0: how it was in the 80s and 90s in general no, not
1: always yeah it was. sometimes they would drag it out to where it was stupid but this, you know, they just, one-liners, bam, bam, bam Right, like bam. in the
0: next movie, they kind of redundantly do some exactly. stuff. Exactly. Yeah. I got you. But that was 90s, so it's a little different.
1: Yeah, I don't know. There was a, can I talk?
0: Hold on, I was just looking to see what here oh go ahead
1: there's a really funny scene where she goes and gets them chinese food right yeah and he was like what the fuck are these she's like these are fortune cookies here i'll read your fortune so she opens the the cookie and she's like it's from whistler it says i'm gonna kill you and your girlfriend god damn it and in my mind i was like how the fuck what the (laughs) fuck how does he know he's like he's
0: like God damn it, I knew he was fine us. how did he figure it out?
1: And then she starts laughing.
0: <laughs> He's like, you think that's funny, huh? you dumb
1: bitch. Yeah, it was a joke. I thought that was clever, because yeah. even I was like, what the fuck? And
0: since it was the 80s, he hits her, you know, but it's normal. No, he didn't. <laughs> anyway. Uh... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I have a really dark sense of humor. I mean nothing by it. Oh, there was another part where, like, McNulty comes through as the little girl. He goes back in time. He's going to go back in time.
1: Tra- <laughs>
0: so, like, he goes back in time, but the only ancestor he can find, because you can only go back in your bloodline, because it's a, it's all a chemical uh, time travel sort of thing. sciencey things. Yeah, like the only way that you can go back in time is if you have an ancestor of bloodline from you, which I'd be fucked. I wouldn't have any ancestors whatsoever, so I wouldn't even be able to go back in time, literally, because I'm the last of my bloodline. So, right,
1: but you're the last, so you can go back in time.
0: Yeah, I would only but, be able to go back this far. But, I would,
1: but you are this far. What hard. if I was,
0: like, sent back to go save the future 20 years from now? I'd have to wait it out. And who knows if I'm even going to live that long from now? <laughs> Anyway, um, so he goes back into the little girl and he's like, yeah, I had to sneak out as the little girl and everything. It's stupid. He's like, it's, don't don't laugh. <laughs> you know, and then he, come, he busts in on them about to have sex, like Helen Hunt in there. And then he's like, he's like, get the fuck out of here. And he throws him out of there. He's like, McNulty, get the fuck out of here. And he throws him out the door and then goes back and they start kissing. And then McNulty comes in and shoots him to wake him up with a dart.
1: And then he goes back to the future.
0: He goes back in time.
1: Which I don't understand how that worked, but okay.
0: So he goes back to the future, and then they, they tell him some dumb shit that they could have told him.
1: Literally, in a fucking email. Literally, right. He was <laughs> No, but
0: he went back in time to talk to him to get him to come back. He could have told him. Right. So McNulty's like, you're done, you're out of here. You gotta get the fuck out of here. We're not gonna have you anymore because you're just in it to get laid and I don't wanna fucking deal with it. We got some serious work we gotta get done. And so the council member comes in and she's like, we're gonna hire this other guy. And he's like, no. He's like, that girl is gonna lead me to, to the guy. And he, she's like, he's like, you either trust me or you don't. But you let me know now. And then she's like, all right, you've got full authority. And then he goes back and when he goes back, the guy that he's taken the body over had sex with Helen.
1: <laughs> and then went back to sleep because yeah. he came back in the body. So he's
0: like, ah, oh, I hope you enjoyed yourself, Dan. Or whatever his name was. <laughs> <The> fucking guy. <laughs> I just thought that was stupid and funny. I don't know.
1: Yeah, it was stupid. There was a part towards the end where they ended up in this warehouse because these these trooper, tracer, trancers guys from the future were like chasing them through a warehouse and the cops who were transfers were like uh skimming through the rooms and jack death like pretended to be a homeless guy and, oh, like yeah. shoot him away but then they figured it out that because they cause he's jack like ah, go away troopers, troopers. he's like wait troopers is from the future we're no. cops
0: he said he said the cop said hey didn't whistler tell us that, that that from the future they call them troopers instead of cops.
1: Then the cops were like cleaning the room, or like clearing out the room, and they go, "This room's clean."
0: <laughs> she was like, "It's poltergeist." I'm like, "No, it's not."
1: I was like, "It's so, not. This, yeah, this we, house is
0: clear, not house is clean." Whatever. This room is clean, and and no, if there was any room that was not clean, it would be fucking. Carol Ann's. Did you see that mess? All the stuff that went into the closet?
1: Well, I don't know because, you know... (laughs) I didn't see the TV show.
0: Oh, yeah. So, that, that had nothing to do with the fucking movie. And
1: it wasn't like that in the remake, so I have no idea. All
0: right. All right. <laughs> all right. Anyway, the movie ends with Jack Death and Helen Hunt on the top of a fucking building, which is so typical for so many different movies back in the 80s. It's like, oh, we're going to throw everybody over the side kind of thing. And so he uses his long minute when he gets when she gets chucked over the side.
1: Yeah, to rescue her. And
0: he saves her. But and for then, some
1: reason, hold on. For some reason, when he 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 did the watch to freeze time, she was just falling in slow motion, which made no goddamn sense. Yeah, because
0: everything me. around you that's not wearing the watch is going in slow motion.
1: Yeah, but shouldn't she have been frozen because other people were walking? No, it and they slows were... it
0: down. It doesn't freeze it.
1: Yeah, I know, but still, she should have fallen slower then, because that was ridiculous.
0: I think you're you're putting too many logistics into a <laughs> f- fucking movie like this, okay? <laughs> if you're looking for that kind of shit, you might want to watch like a science channel or some shit. What
1: I'm saying is the bullet kind of froze, you know?
0: I don't. there's Anyway, it's, it doesn't Christina, matter. We'll get to a real bad like loophole in this fucking whole fucking movie anyway. So in the beginning of the movie, they like when they send him back, they zip back in time a fucking handgun that's in a lunchbox for him, and in the butt of the gun is two vials of fucking Return Back to the Future, one for Shots. the bad guy and one for him because they want him alive.
1: They want to jab him
0: because they want to make sure that if they if he can't bounce around in people's bodies in the in the past. They want to bring him back so they can kill him there or at least lock him up or something. I don't know what the fuck it is. Mm -hmm. But anyway, one of the vials gets broken and he can't go back. And so he chooses to stay with Helen Hunt. Kind of like this place anyway, you know? And it's cute. But if you think about it, if they were able to warp back a fucking gun.
1: They could have just warped the bodies back.
0: They could have warped. No, they could have just warped another fucking shot back to him. Yeah. Another shot. Right. So he ends up using the shot on the bad guy instead of himself and then sends that guy back and then his body's empty because he shot it in the beginning of the movie. So and it's he like, turns
1: into a smoke ring.
0: Like if you can just send back in time like vials of return juice, then why didn't they just do that for him?
1: Because he wanted to stay there. what's the point. And, he stayed for love.
0: And what would happen if they jammed it into Helen Hunt's chin? Like what would happen then?
1: She would jump into her ancestor from the future. <laughs>
0: I don't Really? You think?
1: I think so. So, okay. So if she didn't have an ancestor, I bet you her soul would just be like, it would just go to nothing. Like oh. she'd just be floating around in nothing. And Wouldn't then they couldn't great? find her.
0: What if like it goes to the future, but it's before Jack Death's born? And Jack Death is the father of himself.
1: Ew. <laughs> That makes no goddamn sense. <laughs> Do you know what
0: I'm saying? Because they had a baby in the past, and so then how Jack Death is born is she goes into the future and has a baby or something. Yeah. Like a future ancestor baby or something, Like, and he goes back into the body of the baby, and that's when he goes to fight crime <laughs> into the future. Part
1: eight. And then he fucks his mom. <laughs> yeah.
0: Part eight, dude. transfers in mom.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: he fucks his mom? Jesus Christ.
1: Well, technically, I mean, if he's going into his son, like if his soul's going into his son and he's in love with Helen Hunt, Helen Hunt would be the mom. So technically.
0: I, you know what I'm saying. It's confusing. It would be fucking But it doesn't have mom. to make a, a lot of sense, you know, because like this one didn't. No. But it was a lot of fun. So that's all that really matters. We did have another movie that we watched. And was it as fun, Christina? I guess we're going to talk about that and find out. So the next movie we're going to talk about is Crossworlds from 1996. And you can find this movie on TV, on freebie or for rent. So Crossworlds is about a young man that discovers that his father was born from another dimension and that he is the key to the operation of a crystal that can be the deciding factor in a war crossing the dimensions. 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 Mm. (laughs) Tagline. Imagine a place, wait. Imagine a place where all dimensions of the universe collide.
1: Is this what it's like when worlds collide? Are you ready for it? Are you
0: ready to go? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, this is by director Krishna Rao, who is mostly a cinematographer and like a camera electrical guy, but he did this movie for his first feature film. Did a lot of TV shows after, but not much of a director other than those I don't think he ever got to do another feature film, as a matter of fact. He did do a part, a uh, couple episodes of the reboot of Magnum PI, though, recently. We also had writers Krishna Rao and Raman Rao, who were, this is both their own, you know, credit for the, the writing as well. So this is obviously stars Rudger Hauer as A.T who has been in a myriad of wonderful films from the 80s, 90s, and so on. Probably you will might, if you're young, you might know him from Hobo with a Shotgun. He was in Blade Runner, amazing role. The Hitcher, Sin City, tons of fucking stuff, dude. He was also in Channel Zero, the, the, the fourth or third season. The one with the stairs that go up into the forest.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We also have Josh Charles, who plays Joe or Joseph he went on to do stuff like Dead Poet Society, which was pretty big. He also did Four Brothers, SWAT, and more recently was in about nine episodes of The Power. We also have the bad guy who is Stuart Wilson, who played the character Ferris. He had been an you know, older actor. He'd been in Hot Fuzz, Death and the Maiden, Mask of Zorro, Lethal Weapon 3, Marauders, Crossbones, and many, many more. And Andrea Roth, who plays Laura, one of the co-agents of uh, AT in this movie, which Rucker Hauer played, she was in War, the one with Jet Li and Jason Statham. She was also in Rescue Me for a while, Dark Places, The Collector, and more. And we also have Perry Anzalodi, who played Rebo, who was like the assistant of the bad guy. He did a lot of different stuff, including gang-related uh, Crossworlds was one of the bigger, bigger roles he had, actually.
1: What? Was he the short man? Yes. Okay.
0: He was in uh, Bean, the TV show.
1: Ah, uh, makes sense.
0: As Dr. Squeaking. He was also in De- uh, Days of Our Lives, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and many other shows. And then, last but not least, we have Jack motherfucking Black, who played Steve, who's a wild case in this movie really kind of annoying in some regards but also kind of like he's a bro nobody in this film either
1: barely in it
0: barely in it this is like we're talking he's probably done a bunch of episodes on um mr show already and maybe even tenacious d already at this point Uh like early early stuff 96 Yeah. yeah so he'd already done that stuff and uh, he was obviously in School of Rock, Nacho Libre, High Fidelity, etc. You know who he is. And Preachers, 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 preach. I love you so She didn't see the movies, so you don't know what I'm, oh, about. what I'm talking about. It's the new Super Mario movie. He did this song. He did Bowser. He played Bowser. Oh. Anyway. That's a good song. It's pretty catchy. He wrote it. Of course. It's just him playing on keyboard. Right or piano sorry (laughs) i don't know that it matters uh but yeah i don't know too too much about the budget of this one this one uh was a straight to video feature you know Mm -hmm. uh it was meant to look like a big budget feature that would be in the theater but uh definitely not Mm -hmm. christina what did you think of it
1: so just hear me out here for a second okay so an unknowing guy gets sucked into this interdimensional war Unknowingly, and his father gave him this magical crystal, and he all of a sudden becomes a crystal daddy. Okay. (laughs) Thank you for the giggle. This movie was just okay. I wasn't, it wasn't anything special or interesting to me. Yeah. Except seeing Jack Black and Rugger Hauer. Is that his name? Yeah. Rugger Hauer. Rugger Hauer. You got it. Who I know from the hobo with the shotgun that's all i know from him.
0: oh i've got to take you down that lane we got we got we got some other movies split second and uh i know because
1: everyone always talks about him dude, he plays and I'm a like, blind
0: samurai in a movie where he's like literally blind and like it's amazing it's like a yeah. comedy action film that's amazing okay
1: i'll watch i it. have
0: to show you it now because it's like he's rugger hour is amazing dude mm-hmm. he has his bad moments trust me but rugger hour is just dynamic on the fucking screen man
1: okay So the special effects in this movie sure didn't age well, and the story was kind of bland. Of course, it had a falling in love trope. Jesus fucking Christ, because there's a woman in there got to have her fall in love. Right. You know, the ending did build up nicely, but I mean, it was just too late. Nothing really stuck out to me. Sure. I can't even recall like a scene I liked.
0: I mean, I do. There's a couple that I like. There there weren't, they weren't like heavy hitters, but yeah. Right.
1: But like overall, I just thought it was really bland, but you know, I'm glad I watched it.
0: It was during a time that if you, that that was like one of those movies that was on the shelf that, you know, because we were getting so many on the shelf movies that weren't in the theater.
1: Yeah. And it felt like it should have been on like the sci-fi channel because it was 1996. So they were doing actual sci-fi movies then. And I bet you it was on the sci-fi channel for sure. I don't know. But yeah, I just thought it was Bland. I gave it a 3 out of 10.
0: Wow, okay. What about you? Bland, it sounds like you didn't like it. 3 Three out of 10 is probably more along the lines of, I did not like this film.
1: Yeah, I didn't really like it.
0: Bland is like 5.
1: Oh, well, not to <laughs> me.
0: Okay. Five,
1: okay, 5 is like, okay, I could watch this again. Right. I can't watch this one again. I could watch it again,
0: but only because Rudger Hauer is in it. That's how I feel about it. Like, if it wasn't for Rudger Hauer or just seeing Jack Black in it, the performance in this movie is so much like a bad TV show. It's hard to watch. And I have watched a lot of bad TV, but, you know, it needs to be either cheesy or it needs to be either good. Right. It can't just be a little mix of both and kind of boring. Like, there's it's weird because this movie has, like some really good ideas in it. Like what is not interesting about a bunch of people that can travel through dimensions, Who doesn't like trans-dimensional warriors who go and fight other people? Like, obviously we've been spoiled by stuff like, you know, Doctor Strange, you know, where he can just do a little circle and zippity-doo-dah, he's in like 50 different other planets or whatever, you know? But I would love to see a movie like that where these people like going through fighting like that, you know, that's a fun thing. And that's why I kind of like Strange, Doctor Strange in general is because of that. But this is like such a big budget idea that they tried to do on such a very low, low budget thing. Some of the characters, some of the bad guys kind of mirror Hudson Hawk type bad guys in it, which at first glance you would think, oh, that's a good thing. But just, you know, Hudson Hawk has a bad guy that's pretty fun. He's he's the guy that did the how to get ahead of, in advertising and he also did Pink Floyd the Wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, that guy, he... Uh, is good (laughs) this bad guy is eh, he's okay right he's just not in fact there was times in the movie that i literally saw him looking over the left hand shoulder of the main star guy the guy who plays joe to read his lines i'm not joking wow if you watch the scene when they're looking over the scepter of dyke whatever the scepter i have it written down somewhere here
1: I just kept calling it the staff. <laughs> yeah,
0: well it is a staff later on, but there it's called the scepter of of something.
1: Right. Um, Crystal Daddy.
0: If you look at that scene when they they look when they're looking over the staff, he's looking over to the left past past the char- the, <laughs> the character. Nice. And it's like, "Wait, what are you doing?"
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I watched that part like four times because I was like, "What?" Anyway, that's just sort of, you know, That's a minor gripe, you know, really, to be honest with you, because Rudger Hauer's in this movie. Is he as dynamic in all the other action film as he does, you know, with these one-liners and things like that? No, not at all. This is such a very dull Rudger Hauer. He has some of that camaraderie in this movie, but not a lot. And I think it's because he and the other cast members don't bounce off each other well. Oh. There's too many. Mm-hmm. I don't even know why they even had the girl in there. They wanted to have some sort of love story in there, and I'm not. It's either her or her, or the main guy. Like they didn't need both. That's what right. I was thinking. It was Me just too. too much. It
1: was too much.
0: Um, there was some like you know pretty out of date you know CGI in it, but I'm not going to fault the movie for that because you know it's 90 CGI on a budget. Right. <laughs> what are you going to do? You know what I mean. We're not expecting Jurassic Park levels of fucking. Dimensional.
1: You know, yeah. It doesn't
0: look amazing, but, you know, they go into another world and it's like, oh, let's. this is the orange world that's in the desert. There's not when they go through dimensions, there's not really much. And I again, you can't fault it that much because it's a low budget film. Mm-hmm. They try to get creative with it. And I thought it was cool. They do have a couple of moments where they pop up into different areas like they would in Doctor Strange or something like that, which is cool. It's very similar, guys. Like when I say they're drawing a circle, it's it's almost identical. You know what I mean? like the story not so great not so strong the dialogue only one that does it good or any any justice whatsoever is definitely rucker Hauer, but the main guy just did not seem like he was into this movie at all right he's so disinterested about dying multiple times yet still complains about dying multiple times mm-hmm. in such a lackluster boring performance i did not like him mm-hmm. like the camaraderie It's just not there with him. I don't know what it was. Her, she was kind of dialed in. You know, it just didn't seem to work. There's like this love thing going on. That doesn't make any goddamn sense whatsoever. I don't know. It just is a little bit hard for me to watch, but I do like it because I think that if someone were to take this idea and actually turn it into an action, like mainstream picture Mm -hmm. and put the money into it, I really think it could have been a better film right but it wasn't they didn't have the budget they didn't have the money straight to video so you can imagine you know it's not like we get now where it's straight to streaming and you get something like no one can save you right which is like really great cgi well pretty damn good cgi and you know big feeling budget even though it's a small movie you know what i mean this Mm -hmm. is just i think this is just too ambitious of a movie for someone's first movie. Mm -hmm. And I think it really shows in the film in a lot of places. Even though there are some fun moments between some of the characters, they just kind of feel like they're going through the motions a lot of times. Right. So unfortunately, yeah, I'm a little bit on the lower end of my 4.5, maybe a 4, you know, out of 10. But I like it because it's Rutger Hauer, because I... Didn't remember anything about this movie when I was... Because I remember watching it as a kid. And it is a hard watch.
1: (laughs) Yes, it is.
0: There are some very dry moments in this movie that you're going to have a hard time paying attention.
1: Extremely dry. And
0: the fucked up part is is that they're so dry, even though it's dry. This isn't one of those movies where they just info dump on you at one moment. So you can kind of catch up and understand what's going on. They info dump little bits across the whole movie, which... You would think is a good idea but no no it's not because you're just trying to make it to the next scene
1: but no they have to tell you about this other fucking planet on this different blah blah blah
0: yeah there's like all these other side stories and like i said i it's in a very ambitious story i'm sure that if they had the budget they could have fucking ironed this one out and actually made a pretty decent film out of it you know what i mean mm-hmm. but it just didn't work in this one for me right I'm glad I own it though. So thank you for getting it for me, Resolution. But I'm being honest, it's not for me. You know, Mm -hmm. it's probably like a four out of 10. But, you know, if you like Rugger Hauer, you got to have it, right? Right. And I I was like, I don't want to get a Blu ray because I don't think, I don't remember too much about this movie. I don't want to, like, just take a whim. And, you know, so I I wanted to get the the DVD of it because I think there is a Blu ray out. But, Mm -hmm. or at least it might actually, there might be only a 720p copy online as far as like with you watching so oh but so they may not even have a blu-ray of it but i don't i don't think you'll ever see that of this one and it was trimark right
1: i think so yeah it
0: was trimark
1: yeah what's that what's trimark
0: trimark did oh now i'm i think it's wishmaster and. oh yeah i think that's what you said yeah yeah. but i get him confused a little bit because lionsgate was back then too
1: didn't it merge into it i
0: don't really remember i can't
1: remember it was so long ago
0: yeah tristar entertainment had the lion and then, and then there was Lionsgate, so you can imagine. <laughs> I don't know, maybe, maybe it did. Mm-hmm. Did you, did you, did you read that
1: somewhere or something? I don't no, think it did. You were, no, I just something I remember in my brain.
0: Okay, yeah, I don't. I'm
1: not Google. I dude. remember
0: Lionsgate always being like the Leprechaun series.
1: Yeah, I remember that. And story. I
0: remember Lionsgate being like, "Hey, we love horror. Buy our horror stuff." And then when they got big, they were like, "Hey, fuck you. We don't like horror." Fuck you. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, There's we just no
1: money. In we this. tricked
0: you, you stupid fucking pieces of shit. We used you to make our money. And now we're big now. We don't have to do what you say. We
1: don't like poor people. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's how it feels, right? Like, yeah. They were doing that shit to fucking um, Raiui Kitamura. And he was going to do like the, the one where he the the train, Midnight Meat Train. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which is an underrated film. It's not a perfect it film. But it's Ryui Kitamura's fucking first feature film in America and you don't put it up there? <laughs> like what the fuck? So I don't know. I don't know. That just that Lionsgate pissed me off with that one because I wanted to go see it in the theater and they pulled it from the theater. Oh. And everybody was like, "Why? It looks so good." And then they like delayed putting it out. And then they used it to try to pump another trailer for another movie when they released it because they've realized they had enough information. Anyway, sorry. I'm getting mad about Lionsgate.
1: Who's getting off subject now, bitch?
0: (laughs) Well, we'll talk about the movie. We don't really have that much trivia about this movie, so I'll just kind of go over it real quick. If you want to check it out, though, go ahead and check it out on Freebie. But here's your warning. So I like the beginning of the movie is just like what, Joe or Joseph?
1: He's going back home, and then he has these party neighbors. He lives Jack above Black.
0: the garage. Yeah. He lives above the garage, and he lives in a party house. But his friends live in the house. Or no, his mom does? I don't even know.
1: I don't know. I'm confused.
0: They were having a party at the house that he was at, and he lived upstairs in the, above the garage. So I don't know how that worked. But yeah, it's Jack Black and this other guy.
1: <laughs> so they go to the party, and there's a girl there. And it's this girl from the other dimension...
0: Right. And she disappears. And then when he goes to bed, she appears over top of him. And he's like, whoa.
1: She's trying to cut off his crystal necklace.
0: Right. She, that his daddy y- gave him. You think she's an assassin or something like that because, you know, and then someone comes bashing through the window and then he goes to go outside. And all of a sudden, oh, she touches the crystal and it goes haywire and causes the dimensional portals to be kind of all over the place.
1: And he opens the front door, and there's a and guy there's, with a
0: scimitar running at him.
1: It's like they're in the dune section of Beetlejuice, but you know, it's a guy <laughs> with a horse. Yeah,
0: on a, with a scimitar. Yeah, and he's like, "Nope."
1: <laughs> and then he shut the door, and he's like, "What the hell's going on, lady?" And then he hits her.
0: Yeah, and well, does he? <laughs> No. Okay, I was like, what? I don't remember that. And then some guy comes in with a gun and starts shooting up the place, and she dives behind a couch. A bullet's going to go through that couch a million times. Like, what are you doing?
1: I'm sure she was just trying to take cover. No, I'm not
0: even worried about what she did. As the guy who's the gunman coming in, the fuck are you aiming at the wall? Shoot right through that fucking couch.
1: everyone who shot guns in that movie, it was like Star Wars.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it was pretty bad. Uh... Yeah, there's a couple of moments like that in the movie. It's like, okay. I don't know what it was about the main guy, but he kind of irritated me. Yeah. Did he you? like? Was Yeah, it just he me? did. He like, was, I started to feel uh, a little better about him later on, but...
1: Well, he didn't know what was going on, and no one would tell him, and he was getting irritated, so...
0: His shtick was the whole time was, yeah, I'm out, man. Every He says it like 10 fucking times. Yeah, but they warp through somewhere and they're like on the moon. And he's like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to go anywhere. It's like, you're on the moon, dipshit. You can't fucking, you know, like not really. But I'm just saying he's like somewhere that's like Egypt or something. He's like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to go with you guys. Whatever, you know, mission you got, you know, and he's like, but you have to go. Your dad was like this agent in the the trans dimensional wars. I don't know what
1: the fuck you're talking
0: about. Yeah. And then and then she's like, we need you. And he's like, ah, pussy. I got to go.
1: <laughs> it's,
0: it, literally, they do that like nine fucking times in this in movie. In the beginning, yeah. Yeah, it was for... like more than half the movie. And then finally he gives in. And that's when the movie begins. You know, it's like... Uh, annoying. Eh. It was a little annoying with that guy. I don't know what it is, man. is the only reason I made it to the end, man. I'm telling you.
1: It was hard. But the, you know what? There was a scene in an elevator... Which could have been so that good. That was a cool scene, yeah. It could have been better, though, I thought.
0: So, like, the the guy, that the bad guy, the villain that they're fighting, if you're listening to this and you haven't watched the movie, he has the, both him and the guy, A.T., who Rudger Hauer plays... They both have this ability to be able to move objects with their mind, change reality around them because they can sort of have this power to tap into dimensions all by themselves because they're trans-dimensional warriors. Now, the staff and the crystal, if when put together, are the like ultimate power. So... They're both after the, the crystal, one to protect it, one to take it. And his objective is to combine all dimensions into his dimension and enslave half the people because that's what bad guys do. And there's no other reason, no other rhyme. He, of course, is trying to get AT and this Joe guy who has his father who got killed by this guy. He's like, you know, you should join me in my plan to, like, enslave everyone in the, in the universe. <laughs> like, what? No. <laughs> Why would I ever join your stupid crusade? Right. But it's like that to- that trope. And they just keep hitting on that same thing over and over and over and over until like you know there's a couple of moments where you know like it's it's a this is the other thing that really weirded me out about this movie the main bad guy Ferris has all these magical mind powers and they end up getting in fist fights like half the fucking movie
1: right why yeah why isn't he just using his tr- his transfer power or- he literally
0: <laughs> taps his his mini boss on the head and like fucking turns him into fucking spaghetti <laughs> And like, if you got that kind of power, why the fuck are you throwing fists? Right. Like, why are you even playing around? Are you, is your ego that big that you, you know, like Jesus? And I don't know how the the main guy, because he shows up at the end and suddenly has the power. I got the power. He's got the power. Like Rudger Howard's like, yo. He's like, you got to do it, kid. You got to do it. You got to find the will and the power to do it. And he slams his staff down on the ground, the scepter of... Wait, hold on. Let me tell you. I'll tell you what the name is. The scepter of Dirachion.
1: That's stupid. It sounds like a lizard.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it is another dimension. So, I mean, who are you to say? Do you know other dimensions, Christina? <laughs>
1: huh? It's still... Are st- you a trans-dimensional warrior? It's still stupid.
0: <laughs> anyway... What was I saying? And he slams it on the ground and he's like, you shall not pass. And then he and the main bad guy get into a fucking fisticuff battle. He keeps waving the wand, the powerful, most powerful thing in the universe around. And it goes right through the guy. And he's like, are you even here? And he's like, of course I'm here. Did this feel real? Punches him in the face. (laughs) And And then he's like, he can't hit him. And so by the end of the movie, they get into fisticuffs and somehow he stabs him with the scepter. Of Dirachion. <laughs> and then he just like turns into a black hole and then like ninety bad ninety CGI <laughs> disappears. <laughs> 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 but, but it, it's just, it, I don't, it just made, it, I don't know, it was frustrating. It was. I'm sure they couldn't afford any effects. That's why they did it. There was a lot of financial restraints or whatever. But I think just watching it, it didn't age very well.
1: It did not age well.
0: I'm sure there's some cross world fans out there and you probably hate me right now, but I'm trying to, like, I know it's a fictional movie that is dealing with time travel and shit like that. But it's just like, I don't know that, um, I would see Shao Kahn from fucking Mortal Kombat constantly doing fisticuffs when he could use his magic to literally crush somebody into a fucking seed the size of a seed. He was turning gold statues into live animals. Okay. Oh, okay. Motherfucker had like powers of beyond and fucking AT, Rudger Hauer could barely... (laughs) lift a goddamn necklace off the table like some sort of fucking potty trick you know what i mean
1: yeah well like i said like the the part in the elevator where they're in the elevator and it switched to another dimension and and she fell and then he was like holding her and they were like yelling at each other Oh yeah go ahead like that part was kind of crazy it would have been cooler if the effects were a little bit better cuz even when it's when the elevator like switched to the other dimension right like it, i don't know it just kind of lagged well, it was a cool idea though right
0: that's what i'm saying that there is some like nuggets of cool ideas in this movie like that's a really cool idea that you could like really jump into and like wow that guy is affecting your mind so that you know it's kind of like that uh, moon Knight show uh, in a way, you know what I mean, like mm-hmm. where he's affecting their mind or whatever. Uh huh. Obviously, very limited for 1996 on the like, a uh, visual effects and stuff. Right. But I really just wonder what it would be like if someone could really sit down and rewrite the script
1: mm-hmm. in a way
0: that would be completely different than what we got.
1: <laughs> right.
0: But still use some of the elements, the good elements into it. Like I wouldn't mind having a Ruger-like character guy in the movie, a much better lead, and a More interesting uh, sidekick, although she was kind of better than he was at times. I just didn't. I don't know.
1: It's weird it was just uninteresting it just was not interesting
0: i love the idea of like that they had to walk a certain way to like find portals and stuff <laughs> they had to and, walk
1: backwards and then they had to wait till the wind stopped blowing to yeah. turn around Well,
0: then whatever i mean that's, that's like thoughtful stuff you know like i'm glad that there's that deep of a layer of stuff on this movie because if they didn't it would be kind of a pointless movie anyway to watch so mm-hmm. probably would have been a worse movie
1: right Right. So
0: that's why I say there are nuggets and good ideas in here.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: They just weren't executed well. Right. So, but yeah, I would love to hear what you guys think. If you've seen this movie, do you remember this movie? Have you rewatched it? Did you watch it with us? I would love to hear what you think about both of these movies in the comments section down below. Do you guys like uh, when we do, like, stuff that's adjacent to the horror a little bit sometimes? I think it's fun to kind of go outside of it every now and then. It doesn't have to be every time, but, you know, like, we could do stuff that, you know, just for funsies, if you have some ideas or things that you would like us to do, because I like a wealth of different stuff, and sometimes they kind of cross over, you know, when you have friends that like horror, but they also like something else, and then you find some new movie in between the two of you that's, like, you've never seen before it's just like one of those things Uh uh-huh so i would love to hear what you think about these movies though guys next week we got patrick with us he's going to be filling in for christina for a week and uh he used to be one of our ex-hosts on the show so hopefully if you guys have been listening long enough you might know who patrick is he used to do a lot of the grave plots with us uh, he, I think he did the majority of them. With oh yeah, me.
1: most of them. Yeah,
0: Brittany did some, and he did a lot. And
1: I haven't done any because I suck at it. She's
0: worried. She should do it because no, I'm doing not. It. I'm
1: not creative. With I,
0: it. I, I was gonna have him do great plots with me on this episode, but it's a lot of work, guys. Like I get into it, and then I start. We come up with a movie on the spot, pulling names out of a hat that people made up. We we have a whole collection of them that we used, and people would submit. And then we would make a movie off the top of our heads. But I was like, dude, I'm going to try to like... I'll end up trying to make so much a soundtrack for it or a fucking, you know, all the sound effects for this. Because I would create sound effects and things that would go along with the story while we're telling it. And so it would be like you're in the movie. So it was really cool. I really liked that. Mm -hmm. But we're going to be watching two movies this next week, though. We got The Manitou which is from 1978, and Prey from 2022, which is the predator movie that came out from the uh, indigenous, from the indigenous perspective. So it's like a throwback time thing. But The Manitou, by the way, is a movie that was kind of like Rosemary's Baby in tone a little bit, but it has, like, some supernatural shit. Both of these movies have indigenous people in them, and, yeah, I know that's kind of pushing it. It's
1: Thanksgiving. Yeah,
0: it's Thanksgiving, so we feel like we should, you know throw out some indigenous love a little bit uh one of them is kind of like a silly movie and one of them is kind of also a silly movie but they're entertaining as fuck so we'll talk about that but thank you guys so much for coming by we'll see you next week and as always
1: yes. long live the boy.